The Gemara teaches, the sages say that Keshem she'en partsufehem doimim zelazeh, kachen deisem shove zelazeh. That since the history of the world, there's never been two people that have the exact same face, which is incredible if you think about it, because we all have the same two eyes and a nose and a mouth and ears. But the Gemara says that since the beginning of time, there's never been two people that have had the exact same identical faces. I mean, there are identical twins and stuff, people that are similar looking, but there's always a little difference. And the Gemara says, says the, say the sages, just like since the beginning of time, there's never been two people that have had the exact same face. Kach, exactly the same Ein deoisehem shavois. So are their deos, the das. There's so exactly have there never been two people with the exact same das, with the exact same perspective and consciousness, the exact same individuality. Just like there's never been two faces exactly the same, there's never been two mindsets, two inner worlds exactly the same. And the holy books teach us that this isn't, of course, a mistake. It's not just that God is trying to be creative. I mean, even though that's his name, he's the creator. But it's not just that he's trying to be creative. It's that for the purpose of creation, every single human being that was ever created, the reason that they each have their own face and their own das, their own perspective and consciousness, is because for the purpose of creation to be fulfilled, every human being that ever was created, had to be created and has to be exactly as they are, obviously including that each single person has to work on themselves to better themselves. But, but being that each person is the sum total, what is every person? Every Each and every one of us is the sum total of every single experience we've ever had since the moment we were born and probably also before we were born in the womb and probably also before conception as well. And so if we're each the sum total of every experience we've ever had, everything we've ever heard, everything we've ever seen, anything that was ever said to us, done to us, that we've done or we've done to others, if we're each the sum total of every experience we've had at a moment of our life, of course we can't ever be exactly the same. Unfortunately, there's been millions of people historically that have tried to give up on their individuality. Unfortunately, many religious people think that that's what it means to be religious, to give up on one's individualism, one's own sense of self. But all the holy books say that ultimate service of Hashem is the opposite when each and every one of us is able to recognize that we each have a solo role in God's universe. Each das, each perspective, each consciousness, each way we live our life, the way that we illuminate our consciousness is important to God. God needs each and every consciousness. And in fact, not only does God, quote-unquote, need every consciousness, but Hasidus teaches even deeper. Really, really, ultimately, God is manifesting as every single person's consciousness, which is why the way we illuminate our own consciousness and the perspective and reality that we have inside ourselves, God experiences as well, as the Alter Rebbe says at the end of Tanya chapter 24. And really, the Rambam already writes it in the Guide of the Perplexed in Mer Nevuchim, where the Rambam speaks about divine providence, that it's through our minds, the... The way we direct our consciousness and our perspective, that's how much we openly receive a revelation of God in our being. Because ultimately, each and every one of our deos is another manifestation of God's das.
as Hasidus brings from the prayer of Chana. You know, we learn most of the laws, the Hilchas of Tefillah, the laws of prayer we learn from Chana, the mother of Shmuel Hanavi. Parenthetically, today is my grandmother's Yurtzeit, my grandmother Chana Basra Baruch Shalom. Should be an aliyah for her neshama. So Chana, when she prayed for her child Shmuel Hanavi, in that prayer of Chana, in the second chapter of Shmuel, which we learn all the laws in Gemar and Brachas, we learn the laws of prayer from Chana's prayer. And in that prayer, which is the source of all of our prayers, the laws and the way that we all daven, Chana says, Kel Deos Havaya, Kel Deos Hashem, which usually in English is translated as, God is the God of thoughts. But Hasidus explains, what does it mean, Kel Deos Hashem? That God has many perspectives. God has many consciousnesses. God has many Deos. Kel Deos Havaya, that God has many Deos. You know how many consciousnesses God has? As many human beings that there are. Actually, the truth is, as many animals also that there are, and inanimate beings. Because Ultimately, as the Rambam himself already says, and the Alter Rebbe brings it in the seventh chapter of Shara Yichud, God creates everything by knowing it. By thinking about things is how everything comes into being. So everything's consciousness is a manifestation, an emanation of God's consciousness in you. And so the way that you change your consciousness, the way that you illuminate whatever's going on in your head, the more positivity and holy thoughts you bring in your head, that has an effect on God, and that's how it is with every single human being that ever lived. But then Hasidus comes and says something even deeper. But what that means for us as well is that we have to know that there's a consciousness of God before he allowed his consciousness to be contracted to become our consciousnesses. Yes, of course, God does tzimtzum, God contracts his das, his chabad, his understanding, God contracts his mind to manifest as the mind and the consciousness and the perspective of every single created being, which is why the way that we direct our consciousness has an effect on God. But what Hasidus teaches, and this is the ultimate secret of Shema Yisrael, that what we Jews, ultimately the way we have to illuminate the world is to climb out of our consciousness and try to taste what God's consciousness looks like. Try to look at reality also through God's eyes, just like God is looking at reality through our eyes. When God looks at reality through our eyes, that's called that God did symptom. He contracted his consciousness, and then God has an awareness of reality and brings about the reality the way that we look at the world and we're aware of reality. But the secret of Shema Yisrael, we close our eyes and we stop having our das tachton, our lower level consciousness. And we climb up to das elyon, to higher level consciousness, to try to perceive reality the way God perceives reality. To try to feel what God feels. Meaning to be able to somehow meditate at that level before tzimtzum. Before God contracted his infinite being. That's what Shema Yisrael Hashem Echad is, as we'll learn about Mitzvah Shem further tomorrow.